Hello Spectrumites and other people. My name is Forrest and welcome to the Pancake King, Life and Marriage on the Spectrum. The podcast for you to learn about the autism spectrum, learn what it's like for someone like me to live on the spectrum, and what marriage is like between two people on the spectrum. This is episode 24. And while you may not notice, this is actually in a different setting, uh, my wife and I are actually in a hotel this weekend for our three-year wedding anniversary, and so I thought uh, would be a better time than any to kind of sit down and talk about what it's been like being married for the last three years, go over top three best moments, top three worst moments. Now, of course, when I say best moments and worst moments, I mean worst moments are pretty surface level. I'm forced with me tonight is my wife, KG. Sup. So, KG. Yes. <laughs> um, the agreement was that we would go over top three best moments and top three worst moments. I feel like I wrote the top three best moments for us both. Yeah, I feel like any moments we come up with, we'll both, we'll both be like, yeah. Pretty yeah, much the same. Yeah. Pretty much the same. They're a little bit broad. We're not, I'm not going to talk about the time when, um, when I left the toilet seat open. Yeah, not going not gonna to go over that. Why would, I, why would I talk about that argument? That's very personal. <laughs> left the toilet seat open, didn't flush, didn't even flush. <laughs> so, All right. So, let's, the let's top start, three. Let's start with number three best moment. Number three best moment. Uh, I wrote it down. We have gotten progressively better at communication. Yes, especially for autistic individuals. For autistic individuals such as ourselves, we pride ourselves on absolute crap communication. <laughs> and and what better? And, and honestly, I'd say that marriage is uh, one way that autistic individuals can get better communication. Or just being in a relationship in general, yeah. not necessarily just marriage. It's one of those things where if you didn't learn how to communicate well beforehand, well, you're going to learn now! <laughs> <laughs> you're going to learn now, and there are some days where you didn't even plan it. Didn't even plan it. just happened. Mm -hmm. If you hear a screaming kid from next door, he's not ours, thankfully. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say... Um, we got better. We've if you can lean into, the, lean into the microphone just a little bit, thank you. <laughs> I feel like uh, we've gotten better at empathy when it comes to communication because that's a hard thing for autistic people to understand. Yeah, empathy. I mean, could you even list empathy? And I'm not, I'm not saying that as a jab, but can you really like list empathy as like kind of a, a list of qualities that an autistic person would normally have no it's because we're egocentric so we have more focus on ourselves than other people so it's hard for us to truly have empathy i'd say i'm leaning as close to the microphone i can't as no, i can you're, you're doing fine okay. you're doing fine okay it's about quality over quantity this season <laughs> okay and i intend to have it okay. um yeah well you know sometimes uh, there have been times where you and I would have an argument over something, and I, in my head, I'm pretty clear about what I want here. Mm -hmm. Or, or in some cases, I'm pretty clear about what my mindset is on this. Yeah. And in, in my mind, I feel like I'm completely in the right in it. So, in your case, when I'm hearing your side, it's it's like 
hearing you try, it's like hearing you speak Korean to me <laughs> or some other language that's hard to, um, to learn. And that's why we need an interpreter sometimes. Yeah. So what we mean by interpreter, and I actually mentioned this in a recent Substack post, is um, we'll go see someone who more or less qualifies as a marriage counselor. He's really good at what he does. And, um, and he kind of serves as sort of like a mm, kind of a third opinion in a way, you know? He um, can, quote-unquote, interpret your side to me, for example, or my side to you. Mm-hmm. And we normally walk out with a better understanding. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you think those struggles with communication comes from, KG? Like when it, uh, in an autistic mind, why is it that we seem to be wired in such a way that hearing someone else's point of view or hearing uh, someone else's logic kind of feels like you're hearing a different language that you don't understand? Well, I, again, I mentioned egocentrism, where egocentrism, for those who don't know, basically means um, focus on the self. The world revolves around the self, a.k.a me or you in other words it's all about me <laughs> exactly so, i mean i don't say that with necessarily pride no it's know? it's a hard thing and we and autistic people have to learn to work around that and learn to walk in other people's shoes as they put it yeah i'm not trying to encourage being a prideful person right you know? but i think that's the problem is that because we're so egocentric when we learn when someone contradicts a belief that we have well then it's like but that's that's not right. That's not what I think. I think this. You are wrong because I think this. Now, you probably are thinking to yourself, listener, yeah, but isn't everyone like that? No, not, not to this extent. Yeah, probably not to this extent. Because mm-hmm. it, can, it can be a variety of different things. I know I'm sounding maybe a little bit vague here, but I'm not even talking about, when I say like beliefs or whatever i'm not even talking about like political religious stuff like that it's it's normally stuff um like i like doing a chore around the house basically like yeah it's normally stuff related directly to the household yeah like no you can't do doing the you're doing the dishes wrong i'm doing the dishes right you need to do it like how i do it type thing yeah when um, you and I have grown up in a very particular household where we did things very particularly. <laughs> particularly. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, and then we move in together. We kind of expect the other person to do that particular thing particularly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that can kind of be a source of frustration. All right. Well, uh, don't want to cut it off too soon, but we do have to move on. What yes. do you think is the number three worst moment? Number three worst moment was the moment that the uh, that a bowl of macaroni and cheese exploded in my hand. Oh, I remember that. And then you got yeah. really mad, and I was the calm one in the situation. That was the straw that broke the camel's back that day well, for had, me. Yeah, I was having a pretty stressful, frustrating day altogether. And I finally made myself a nice bowl of macaroni and cheese, right? <laughs> right? I pride myself on how I make these things. The instructions are on the box. <laughs> and, and I finally got it done. And it's like my hand barely grazed the bowl and it just exploded. Every- now, when I, me- when I say that, I don't mean... You were holding it and your hand accidentally bumped it. No, it was on the table. Oh, it was? It was laying on the table oh, already. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I, like, my hand just like grazed it and just went... <laughs> Like, when I say that, I don't mean the bowl physically exploded. That would have been funnier, though. <laughs> I probably would have laughed it off if it happened that way. 
Um, but no, it just like it just spilled everything everywhere. Yeah, but and I was and you got really mad because again you're having a bad day, so I helped by cleaning it up, and I was just like, it's okay, it's okay, it's not the end of the world, it can be cleaned. That leads actually, I mean, it doesn't lead into one of the top three best moments, but it leads into something I've always appreciated about you, and that is the fact that you have a very very calm center. Mm-hmm. Your lack of emotion when it comes to your place on the autism spectrum has always been one of the best things about this marriage, honestly. Yeah. The fact that... Because I'm so chill. Yeah. You have a very calm center. You don't express very much emotion and it takes a lot, a lot, a lot to irritate you mm-hmm. or frustrate you. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But I tend to be kind of a, a much more emotionally driven person. You are driven by logic and rationality and reason and calculations <laughs> and yet i'm the one who's been doing like 80 percent of the house shopping <laughs> and i'm very grateful for that you're doing a great job uh-huh thank you do you have a worst moment no i think i'll just basically agree with everything you say <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't, I don't think about the worst moments, if that makes sense. No, no, you don't. But let's do number two, actually. No, and, and of the what, worst or the best? Of, of the worst. Okay, I think no. it'd be actually a good time, because technically, number two of the best and number two of the worst are connected. Okay, let's start with number two of the worst, then. Yeah, number two of the worst. And when, I, when we were saying, like, number three, number two, number one, whatever, it's not in any particular order. No. Um, I just kind of wrote them down. Uh, like whatever came to the top from the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So number two of the worst, and I will try to tell this story in kind of the softest way possible. Okay. Because it was rough, but my concerns about inflation got to the point where you could have called my obsession with money an idol. I'd say so. You were acting more like Obsessive. a miser. You were acting like a miser at some points. A miser? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if anyone who doesn't know what the word miser means, please explain. A miser is someone who overly obsesses about money and saves it up without really spending a whole lot. They, us- they usually are so greedy about money that they just hoard it all for themselves because they're afraid of spending even a cent. Oh, you mean like Bill Gates? <laughs> or Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck is a good, another good example that most people would know. Who TF is Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> You know, Donald Duck's uncle. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that is an old, old, old example. And well, I'm I, an old soul. Why, yes, why are you surprised I know. by this? <laughs> if you want to hear this, uh, uh, read old books from Old Book Gold, go to our YouTube channel, Vanza Productions. At the time that this episode comes out, we will be reading Star Wars Shadows, no, Shadows, of, the Shadows of the Empire by Steve Perry. Now, moving on. But that was kind of a big moment, though, because eventually you did, in a sense, crack. Yes. (laughs) And it takes a lot to make you do that. Mm -hmm. In fact, this was probably the first time that that... For reference, reference, listeners, it took about maybe one or two months before I finally, like, spoke up about this. And, look, you know, I mean, a lot of people right now are pretty stressed about the economy. I, I know I am. I'm better now than I was before. We've been very lucky, and we've been very smart. I mean, you're father is a is a licensed financial advisor right he's been very helpful yes yeah yeah and my dad knows a thing or two about finances he tried getting me to read these uh books on finances when i was younger uh, in which case i read them and then forgot everything that they said immediately after but 
um, the influence of my father has been such that I actually bought one of those books later. Okay. So Anyway, continue with your story. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually these kinds of things, they can make someone like you crack, and then you finally spoke up, and it was probably the most upset I've ever seen you for reasons that I can understand. But this is... Anyone can become obsessed, right? Mm -hmm. But this was kind of a one example where hyperfixations uh, in an autistic mind can get really out of hand. Yeah. And at first I was encouraging because everybody should know about finances. Everybody should know how the stock market works, how the four, how 401k works, set up a retirement fund, that sort of thing. Right. Right. So I was really, so at first I was grateful, but then it kind of went, but then it was like, no, wait, no, no, wait. <laughs> wait, stop. <laughs> stop. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good news is we, we figured it out. Yep. We resolved it. Yep. Make a budget. If you don't, if you haven't already made a budget at this point, please make one. It is a lifesaver. I reckon. It, it will save, if you're, if you're single, it will save you as an individual. If you're married, it'll save your marriage. <laughs> I recommend YNAB. It's a very good budgeting app and it's yeah. very simple to use. YNAB is short for you need a budget. So pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. All right. And how does that connect to the number two best moment? Um, we've been able to survive this current economy so well together Mm -hmm. that's something that i've been very grateful for and like i said you know we used the budgeting app we talked a little bit about that in the first season but yes something like ynab is really good that's what we used since the beginning in fact you were using it yourself before we even got married i was using cash and envelopes how primitive I know, but hey, it was a system that worked. And guess who showed me that? And guess who showed me YNAB? My dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So yeah, we've been surviving that together. Um, We're looking. I would say surviving. I would say thriving. Yeah, we are doing amazing. Yeah, we really. I mean, uh, yeah. Back for that. Yeah. Oh my god, my back feels terrible right now. Ah, we went to the trampoline park today. It was fun, if a bit painful. Yes. Um, I have no motor skills, apparently. None whatsoever. I played a little bit of basketball when I was a kid, but... You can't jump on a trampoline. I, that, yeah, <laughs> apparently not. Yeah. I mean, we went in the early afternoon, right? Before, like, all the kids started flooding in, so we were just two adults jumping around on trampolines <laughs> obnoxiously. At least you, know. you didn't run into anybody. That would have been bad. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Anyway, yeah. We've been so good, we've been able to take actual vacations. Yes. If, if you have a, a kind of budget where you can still take vacations during this time, that's incredible. We're still looking to buy a house right now. It's kind of a current character arc, quote-unquote. <laughs> Uh, of ours, but um, I've been wanting to get out of our current state so much that uh, where we're moving to in a few months, I'm very happy about that. Very happy. It's it's going to be a great, um, I, I think of it as sort of more or less a transitioning point. All right. Transitioning to the number one worst moment. Um, number one worst moment is, I think, when you uh, almost broke your knee. That's actually a really good one because <laughs> almost broke my knee. Yeah, so actually I was on the bus. I drive now, but I was on the bus on the way back home from work and um, happened oh. to be standing in the middle of the bus, turned uh, turned my body in a sort of a uh, sort of a degree angle that you cannot, you should not do. Um, and I just I felt something give out in my uh, ankle, or not my ankle, but my knee, and. 
uh, I was in terrible pain. Worse, uh, worse too, was that I had to get off of the bus and limp the rest of the way home. It was fiery pain. Um, I was in that kind of pain for a month. I couldn't go to work. I, I, because I was stuck at home, I got to finally play an entire game and actually beat it. Cyberpunk 2077. Um, and it, that was a really, really harsh moment for me it made me feel very vulnerable because i wasn't getting paid during that time mm -hmm. yeah. well just imagine how i felt coming home from work i come inside i look at you in the living room your leg is put, is is like lifted up onto a chair and there's an ice pack on it like what did you do i won <laughs> no <laughs> um yeah, that was really hard for me. Again, kind of just a feeling of vulnerability because I didn't know when I was going to be able to get back to work. I had to kind of fight my way um, to get back to work. And again, uh, you know, my, my like me getting paid was kind of on pause. And that made me feel pretty uh, vulnerable because obviously, as you know, as a as a husband, it's it's my job to be a provider, right? Mm -hmm. Not that women can't be providers, too. That's not what I'm saying. But it, it meant, was pretty it important to me. To you, yeah. Yes. I had to learn how to, how to wrap your knee so many times. Oh, yeah, because it was what the... Um, you did, like, you dislock... What happened was that, is that you somehow dislocated your knee when you turned, but as you walked, it relocated because you put pressure on it that helped snap it back into place, but you kind of bruised it, and then there was also some fluid that needed to be drained. <laughs> oh. if, I, if I remember correctly. Oh, you remember certain details that I have purged from my memory, <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's probably for the best. Right. But then it also turns out that the reason why it happened is because you slipped and fell on the ice the year prior and hurt your knee, got up, and Oh, walked. no, I didn't. I didn't slip on ice. Um, I... I um oh, yeah, you slipped missed, the a, missed a step on the front steps of my first apartment building. <laughs> fell, felt the um the twisting pain in my knee. Walked it off and moved on with my life. And then and then karma caught up to you a year later. <laughs> yeah, I had already weakened it. Mm -hmm. I'm just amazed that it took two years for it to finally give in. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's better now, thankfully. Yes. Uh, I remember in the weeks leading up to that incident, uh, I had to, like, getting in a car, for example, in the passenger seat, I would literally had to, like, take my leg and lift it up into the car. And you didn't think anything was wrong with that. It, it, it wouldn't work. You didn't think It wouldn't function properly. <laughs> you didn't think. Anyway. All right. Moving on. <laughs> you see what I have to deal with sometimes. <laughs> And that's number one of her worst. You see what I have to deal with sometimes. <laughs> All right. Number one. Number one best moment. Yeah. Number one best moment was we survived a pandemic together. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, we got married two months before COVID-19, uh, you know, became a big thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Two months of pure bliss. Right. Two months of pure bliss. And then this thing just kind of like, you know, eerily creeped in and started like screwing things up. I would get infected about nine months later. <laughs> No, uh, barely, barely any symptoms, though. Lost the ability to taste and smell. That's and that, and that, like, screwed up your taste buds for a few things. You can't drink Pepsi anymore. No, Pepsi is <laughs> gross now. I mean, I'm grateful that it was never really one of my favorite sodas to begin with, so, you know, that's, that's fine. I guess it just knocks something off that I don't want to drink anymore and thus slowly kill myself more. <laughs> 
but yeah, that was uh, that was really hard to deal with, especially once lockdowns were put in place. Thankfully, you had you were able to still work, and I was yeah, still- I was deemed essential. And while I was deemed unessential in so, in to, a, to a certain extent, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was still getting paid by my work because I worked for a daycare center at that point in time, and um, yeah, thankfully they were willing to pay all of us during um, the lockdowns and. My campus happened to be one that was used for emergency daycare, so it was for um, people who were working in hospitals. So, um, and I volunteered to work as a sub, so if they needed me, I could just go in and earn um, hazard pay, as they called it, which was, uh, I don't remember the exact rate, but it was a lot of money for every shift I worked. Right, right. Yeah, and obviously, as we all know, the pandemic lasted a pretty long time. Two years. We made it through, yeah, two and a half years, something like that. So we we made it through it, you know. I mean, we've, like, it's just amazing to me how we got married, and apparently that just triggered a series of unfortunate (laughs) events for the world. Um, (laughs) We're sorry, world. Yes. (laughs) When I'm listing, like, these best moments and what we survived together and stuff like that, I'm not even necessarily, like, gloating. I'm not trying to, like, show off. Of course, I'm proud of us, you know, and I think think we have every right to be. And I think that you yourself, listeners, should be proud of your own accomplishments, especially over the last several years. You know, think about everything that you've done over the last several years. And if there isn't much there that at least that you feel you've done in the last several years that's uh, worth noting, it's not too late. It's not too late. You survived a pandemic. You can survive anything now. Yeah, I can't stress this enough. I've even mentioned it. Uh, I've mentioned it in the first season. I've mentioned it in my uh, Substack and everything that it really, it does not matter what is going on in the world right now. There is always an area where you can achieve something, where you can succeed in something. And just you pursue what you want to do with just the most animalistic determination. I I don't really know how else to say it. All right, so with that being said, we're going to wrap up our vacation and go back home tomorrow, and then I go back to work on Monday. So now you have plenty of food. Yeah, a lot of leftovers are in the fridge right now. Lot. And all of them are yours. And all of them are mine. <laughs> I swear my stomach has shrunk in the last several years. If there's one thing about me that has significantly changed in the last several years, it's that. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that all being said, thank you guys for listening. And I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye now. Hey guys, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, write a review to help the show grow, and subscribe to my Substack at thepancakeking.substack.com to receive updates on new podcast episodes, a new blog post every Saturday, and other content I may put out. You can also check out the entertainment me, KG, and my friends make together on our YouTube channel, Vanzot Productions. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.